Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Black Girl Burnout Podcast. Kelly here. And today we're going to finish up this week's series on me, (laughs) me talking about my own struggle to opt out of the struggle, as well as how I center joy in my professional. And today we're going to talk about my personal life. This week has been all about getting to know me a little bit more than I typically have done in the past. But as this community grows and as so many of you continue to say that the podcast moves you, which I so deeply appreciate and am humbled by, I figured it was time that I turn the tables on myself and interview me in a way to talk about and answer the questions that I ask so many incredible women that come on the podcast. So part three is all about my personal life and how I center joy in my personal life. And as with all things, it has been a journey for me to really have what I believe to be now one of the most healthy personal lives I could imagine. There were a lot of times when I was completely out of balance in my personal life. I was always an overachiever. So professionally, I always did well at jobs, even though I was burned out and maybe not appreciated the way I wanted to be. I was always able to have a success, a measure of success. In my personal life, though, it was another story. That level of overwork, that level of not taking care of myself in my professional life was full on display in my personal. And I found myself with a lot of uneven friendships, unsatisfying relationships, poor boundaries, not a lot of rest time, or the way I defined rest was not helpful or healthy. And I really have taken with me a couple of lessons I'd love to share with y'all about how I now make joy in the center of my personal life. The first thing I did was I did a lot of boundary work. And I want to be clear, this is something that's been in process in my life for almost two decades. This is not something I came out of the womb being really good at. It's something that I was at times very out of balance with my boundaries. And so the journey to reclaiming my boundaries has been a very long one. And I'm still not perfect at it, but I'm a lot better. And it really came from having to address the ways that I was being unfair to myself, the way I was engaging in self-violation. I talk about burnout as both a betrayal of self and a betrayal by like the systems of work that we have. But that first part, blackness equals sacrifice, that black women are not of value unless they are giving. And there's no conversation about what black women should be receiving in return. And that we are constantly being told it's okay to be amazing, be incredible, do the most, and yet accept 
the least from people around us. And that's just part of being tough. That's part of being a woman. I talk all the time on this podcast about women who talk about that they grew up with this viewpoint from their mothers, from the people in their lives, that adulthood equaled exhaustion and that it would be permanently and expected to be permanently imbalanced when it came to personal relationships. And I definitely had that perception as well. Did you know Black Girl Burnout has a YouTube channel now? We created this channel to give you even more bonus content, things you will not find on the podcast like Hey Girl Chats. This is where we build community through conversation with ordinary women like you and myself. It's informal. It's fun. We guarantee you're going to love it. Also on the channel will be affirmations dropped monthly, as well as guided meditations and all our guest interviews. So head over to YouTube and opt in by subscribing to our channel and catch all the new content. Everything is up in flames. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had one extra hour in your day, how would you use it? I know for me, I'd love to read more, spend more time with the people I love, be more efficient in what I do. But the question might be, yes, I'd love extra time, but I don't know what for or how to make that a priority. If you're looking for ways to figure out how to squeeze that extra hour in your day or how to make it a priority, how to figure out what matters most to you, therapy can help you find that. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that having a therapist has been essential to me opting out of struggle. And I would be a hypocrite as a therapist myself if I didn't talk about the benefits of therapy and how much it's helped me personally, but how much I know firsthand it helps others. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched to a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com burnout to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash burnout. Black representation in media means everything to me. Black girl burnout wouldn't exist if I couldn't look to other Black women in this space that came before me for inspiration and education on how to create what I've created. Well, if you're looking for the next generation of influential Black voices, look no further than NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. In this collection, you're going to hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and how people have created world-shifting things out of struggle. I just listened to an episode with Tracy Ellis Ross, where it talked about how she's iconic and she's our favorite rich auntie. The episode was inspirational and educational and, of course, funny. It is important for us to hear ourselves and to understand the power of Black women and their voices and how much we can truly create. This new series by NPR centers the story of us in a way that hasn't traditionally been done. With Black stories, Black truths, you will hear a range of voices as nuanced and as varied as the Black experience itself. And it's also a reminder that our story should never be about us without us. 
Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. And so healing the boundaries that I had violated against myself about how low my expectations were was one of the biggest things I did to continue to have joy centered in my life. And there wasn't always a radical moment. There wasn't this, I had moments where I would completely say goodbye to friendships or cut people off and they were necessary and needed moments, but also there were quiet ones where I just started saying no to things that drained me. One of the things that I realized that was a strain on my social relationships that had nothing to do with other people and had everything to do with me is that it was a journey to me saying out loud that I'm an introvert, that there was this expectation that I be emotionally available and physically available at all times to people. And that was because I built that dynamic. I was like, call me at 3 a.m. I want to be the person that rescues you or takes care of you. And by having that belief system, I was dishonoring myself and the fact that I actually am a quiet person. I need rest. I'm a complete monster if I don't get a decent amount of sleep that I need to recharge with a book and that I need solo vacations and staycations and different things that didn't require people. That was like the smallest step that didn't require conversation with folks per se. It was just being honest with myself. And then I began to figure out from there, what do I need? Something I didn't talk about or think about. What do I need to be personally fulfilled and balanced and present for people, able to like receive what was going on? So understanding that I was an extrovert or introvert was important. The other piece was I needed to understand what I could take that there were people in my life that I had a complete upside down relationship with, that it was me giving and not taking a lot. And that's something I still struggle with today. Like I'm less likely to tell people what's going on with me personally. I'm less likely to talk about a struggle to people in my life, even if I do have a measure of trust in them. It's just very difficult for me to do that. But I also had to acknowledge that I have a limit for how much I can take and that that was a lot of personal work on how I determined what my value was. And so I didn't see myself as valuable unless I was helping someone out of some sticky situation. And more importantly, it allowed me to be avoidant of developing intimacy in my friendships and relationships. It was about me taking care of you so that I didn't have to share myself. And that acknowledgement, which also therapy helped me get there, really shifted things. There were people in my life that I had an upside down dynamic with that I needed to course correct so that we could have a real friendship or relationship in my life. There were people I had to let go of. And once I redetermined what my value was and what, knowing my worth and what I needed, I got really, really clear on what I wanted my interpersonal relationships to look like day to day that I wanted to be able to have a conversation with people and talk about myself, that I didn't want to feel alone and abandoned when bad things happened. A turning point for me came, I had, both my parents got really ill at the same time, like extremely, extremely ill at the same time, near death at the same time. And it was a very stressful time. And there were people in my life that 
disappeared during that time. And while it was hurtful and while some of them I had to say, let's not be friends anymore and I wish them well, it also was more telling about the dynamics that I had set up with folks where I thought it was totally okay to be in a world where nobody stood up for you, no one took care of you, but you took care of other people or you already made sure you were the first call people went for. And I think as Black women, again, that's something that we do often is we that we base our worth on how much we've lost or how much we give away. Like if everyone knows us to be the strong friend and the good friend and always there for you friend, that is the measure of our worth. And it is not the measure of how much out of balance we are and how opted in we are to struggle because it kept me struggling in my personal relationships over and over again. It became a pattern that took so many years to break. And so now when I talk about reciprocity in relationships, I am telling you that from a very real place. I do not engage in non-reciprocal relationships anymore. And there is no one that that doesn't apply to except for my parents. And they have really, honestly, I can't even say that because they have given so much to me growing up that there is nothing that I wouldn't do for them. And they certainly don't take advantage of me in any way. But if they did, I would give them a pass for my immediate family. But everybody else, if you all aren't given, you're not getting. And that was an incredible realization for me to have. And more than the realization was working on not feeling guilty about setting that boundary and that that requirement to be in my life that bring different levels of reciprocity and different levels of exchange. I tell all people when I explain this concept that I have a friend, all we do is send TikToks to each other. I kid you not. That is the basis of our friendship. We do not have deep discussions. We do not call each other in crises. We just send memes back and forth. And I consider that relationship to be reciprocal and beautiful because sometimes I just need a laugh and sometimes I need someone to laugh with. And I know that I can always open up an app and find a funny video that puts a smile on my face. That relationship is reciprocal because I hope I'm giving them smiles and I'm sending them something funny and they're sending me something. I get something from that relationship. Now, what you define as reciprocity or what you need to get from a relationship varies wildly. There are people that I need to call at 3 a.m. if something really bad is happening and that person exists. But not every person has to be that way. But even having the requirement that I need to get something out of this personal relationship was a new concept, but has certainly gone a long way for me centering joy in my life. Because now I'm in community with people who give back, who make me feel like I am cared for and treasured. And that is the biggest gift you can give yourself. And so being able to set that standard and be unapologetic about it, not having any guilt, I no longer worry about the friendships that fell off or the people that I fell out with because I know what my standard is now for friendship. And I also know that I've worked really hard to be the friend because I wasn't always that friend. To be clear, I engaged in upside down dynamics with people as much as they engaged back with me. It was a dance we were both doing, but now I can say, I don't do that anymore. And so for the people who left my life, I wish them the best, but I have gratitude that they are not here anymore. 
And the people who are here in my life are the healthiest people I could ask for. And therefore, I have a lot more joy in my personal life because of it. Knowing your worth is so important. Centering joy in my personal life is directly connected to the fact that I've finally accepted that I am a treasure. That being in friendship or in any relationship with me is a gift because I've worked really hard to be a generous person, not with strings attached, but just a generous human. And that when I give of myself, whether it be my time or I do something for someone or a gift, I do it from a place of genuine love and caring. And the people who are in my life, I will take care of them. That's just how I am. But I needed to require that of others. And just holding that line has been so important in me having a more centered and joyous personal life. But it has also meant that there are less people in my life. And I think this is natural for everyone as you get older in your 20s and your young college years, college age years. You, everybody is a friend. Everybody is a friend. And when you get older, you're like, "Uh, nobody's a friend when you have your criteria and it checks off. And I have a much smaller personal circle, but a much healthier one. It is one where I don't have to worry about stress. I don't have to worry about tension. I don't have to worry about fighting or drama that we can have conversations. We can resolve conflict. We can be vulnerable and have a safe space to do that. And in the same way that I understand that about myself, it makes me extremely selective about who I would choose to partner with and who I partner with, who I choose to be friends with. That makes a big difference. I remember having this conversation with a friend where we were talking about just in general relationships and we were saying about just the way things go sometimes in romantic relationships. And I made the comment about someone and I said, it seems like this person wanted to shrink you because of who they aren't. And I really stand by that, that there are people in this world in all relationship dynamics who want you to be smaller because they see what you are, all that you are, the incredibleness that you are, and it reminds them of who they aren't. And the only way they can respond to that is by making you smaller. If anybody in your life makes you feel that way, it's a sign to cut them. And I live by that. Finally, I've talked a lot about interpersonal dynamics and how I center joy in my personal life, but also I center joy by prioritizing rest. And again, I do all this unapologetically and therapy helped me be really unapologetic about expressing my needs, even to myself, which I was terrible at first to myself and then being able to express it to others, but to myself, being honest about what I need. I need quiet to recharge. I need to sleep well. I need to be able to do the things that bring rest to me, whether that for me, because I'm an introvert, is reading a book or taking a walk by myself, whatever that was, I make that a priority. I don't work on Fridays as much as I can. I ease into my mornings and I know that that's important to me that I don't jump out of bed and start a meeting at eight o'clock in the morning because I'm just not my best self then. And I've worked really hard to be able to give myself permission to say that out loud and not feel like, oh, that feels really elitist or like bougie or first world problemy that you have to, I can't start my day until 10. And so the judgment that comes with those kinds of boundaries, I make those boundaries for myself so I can be a better version of Kelly for everybody else, for the work I do, 
And I don't apologize for that. I'm really affirming in what I need in my life to be happy versus reacting to like, oh, I guess I like this thing. I should do more of it. I make a conscious choice. I write out what I want my life to be like, and then it allows me to take the steps to make it happen and make it so. And so hopefully this week has been helpful. I don't know. Maybe it has. It hasn't. I still say it's very hard for me, like I said, to be vulnerable and talk about myself. It's just not my nature. I don't mind being center of attention for like a joke or telling a story or talking about a topic like burnout or bragging about this podcast because I think all of you are amazing. But when it comes to talking about myself, that's a different story. It's very awkward for me, but I hope it's helpful. And particularly with the setting the boundaries and to knowing your value and not letting anyone shrink you because of who they're not. Not let anybody want to minimize all the beautiful things that you are because of something that they're not. And those people will be in your relationships. They'll be in the romantic ones, the platonic ones, even your familial ones, even your family can fall into those categories of folks. And also just prioritizing the permission to rest and have joy. You have to think you're worthy of it to be able to go out and achieve it. And it's something that I'm still working on. And hopefully you are also on that journey as well. And if you're not, time to get on it. Just join us. Just even listen to this episode and say, hey, I'm going to try some of that. And start your journey to centering joy in your personal life. So that's it for today's episode. Here are a few ways where you can support this podcast. First things first, if you haven't, subscribe and follow the podcast. We're streaming on all major platforms. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, just to name a few. Subscribe and get each new episode as it drops. Secondly, subscribe to the newsletter. We have a monthly newsletter that is chock full of goodness and updates, as well as first access to all the giveaways we do here at Black Girl Burnout. Are you following us on our socials? If not, what are you waiting for? You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Black Girl Burnout and on Twitter at BLK Girl Burnout. Last but not least, make our day and leave a review. Your five stars truly give me and the team so much energy and we appreciate you so much. Until we speak next, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.